How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of a messenger who proclaims peace, who brings good news, who proclaims salvation, who says to Zion, your God rules. Listen, your lookouts lift their voice. They sing out together right before their eyes. They see the Lord returning to Zion. Break into song together, you ruins of Jerusalem. The Lord has comforted his people and has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has bared his holy arm in view of all the nations. All the ends of the earth have seen our God's victory. And now, in light of the scripture from Isaiah, let us sing. Him um, with some new words, but this is Jesus. Night of wonder, still and silent, heaven's brilliance from above. Light of glory, pierce the darkness, mercy fierce my heart with love. This is Jesus, King of glory, here to rescue from the foe. Son of God who comes to save us, Prince of peace and Lord of all. Oh, the mystery, who could fathom God would leave his holy throne for a manger, for a sinner, for us all to be his own. This is Jesus, King of glory, here to rescue from the foe, Son of God who comes to save us, Prince of Peace and Lord of all. Rejoice, He is with us. Rejoice, hope is here. Rejoice, He is with us. Rejoice, hope is here. Rejoice, He is with us rejoice hope is here rejoice he is with us rejoice hope is here this is jesus king of glory here to rescue from the fall son of god who comes to save us prince of peace For these feet so quick to flee, God is here and love is reaching for the lost and least of these. Amen. So, I have to tell you, 
I think I lied to you yesterday. Hello. Those of you who came to Christmas Eve service, I think I lied to you. Because I stood up here, and as your pastor, I said Merry Christmas. But it was not Christmas yet. Not last night. How many of you get presents on birthday Eve? It is Christmas now, and so I say to you with full confidence, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I'm really glad to be here with you today. Although not many people are doing church, you all are the hardcore. <laughs> the folks who have made it here in person are tuning in online. We yeah. are being here together as community. And we are no better than anyone else who is not doing this, but we will still <laughs> celebrate and say Merry Christmas. We made it. Now, a lot of the people who are doing church services today are doing hymns and carols for the entire service. It is not something, hymns are not really super in our repertoire, but we always bust them out at Christmas, and that's why we're singing more today than we would on a normal day. But music is one of my favorite parts of the holidays. I have endless playlists, different Christmas music, secular, Christian, hymns, so many different ones. And I'm wondering, if we hit on any of your favorite carols today. So legit, and we want to make sure anybody who's online can hear us. So I am going to pass folks the microphone, but can folks share with me, like, what are your favorite Christmas songs, hymns, carols? They don't have to be Christian. What are the things that you love to sing? You, ha you had to say it into the microphone, so I'm going to run it to you, Carrie. Oh, Holy Night. Internet? You're loud enough for the internet? I'm, I'm loud enough for the internet. Oh, Holy Night is my favorite one. Oh, Holy Night. And do you, is there a reason you love it? Um, it? I feel like peace and calm when hmm. we sing it, especially like on Christmas Eve. I feel like a sense of just like calm washing over me before Christmas and all the craziness of the actual holiday itself. Yeah, I love that. I love that. It's one of my favorites because Charlie sings it here every year. And folks online, if you want to chime in too, I'll look at the comments and share out. All right, no one's ever heard of this one, but his favorite Christmas story by Capital Lights. All right. It's his from a random Christmas album, X Christmas, from like a decade and a half ago. But it's like the sweetest little love story, and every yeah. time I hear it, it just warms my heart, you know? You'd say it again, well, I'll look it up later. His favorite Christmas story by Capital Lights. His favorite Christmas story by Capital Lights. Awesome, we'll have to listen. The entire uh, California Raisins Christmas album. <laughs> yes, all right. I did not know that the California Raisins had made a Christmas album. If you are a certain age, um, all right. I still have the cassette tape. Oh, yes. Yes, all right. <laughs> That's awesome. Scott, did you have one? Yes. Silent Night. Silent Night. Is there a reason? Just, I really connect with it spiritually. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Silent Night. Any other favorite Christmas songs or albums? Oh, I know where this is going. Please. Well, on the album theme, <laughs> the correct answer, I'm so sorry, is um, the NSYNC um, Chris, I'll Be Home for Christmas album. Uh. This is the one and only acceptable Christmas uh, albums or songs. I will secondly take Boys to Men. Yes, thank you. 
<laughs> we've listened we've listened to more in sync in the Overton household in the last month than we have all year. Thank goodness. Yeah, shout out to Boise Men. I grew up with that one playing on my sister's boombox. Mara loved Boys to Men. I know my mom always loved the Amy Grant. Yeah, Amy Grant. <laughs> Amy, Grant. Amy Grant. Amy Grant. Extra props to Amy Grant this year hosting uh, her her niece's queer wedding. Yeah, Amy. Amy Grant. And she won an award from the president. Brandy Carl. Look at all the big hitters. Amy Grant coming back, making a gay comeback. Yeah. Get her Christmas album on loop. I, I grew up I grew up hearing that Christmas album because it is my mom. Does anybody know this is Peggy? She is an independent, wonderful human being, a musician, and a member of the Zao community. She also gave birth to me. <laughs> so I, uh, I hung out with her a lot when I was a kid. And... And her favorite Christmas album was the Amy Grant Christmas album. I listened to that so much, and I, I it was not by choice. We all had a Christmas album that we picked out that we, we would play a lot, and hers was the Amy Grant Christmas album. And I remember I was, I was like 19, the first Christmas I was away from my family. And, and I, I, I was a little sad to be away I, I was traveling. I was um, studying Spanish abroad, so I went to Guatemala um, and was uh, kind of backpacking around and studying Spanish. And I was sad to miss Christmas, but I told my mom, at least I don't have to listen to Amy Grant this year. <laughs> and there I was in, in late December in a coffee shop in Quetzaltenango when what do I hear playing in this coffee shop but the Amy Grant Christmas album? <laughs> She's a global sensation. Anyway, I love, I love the Christmas music. It really brings a vibe. I, I know that I connect to music um, more than most things. It's one of the ways that I connect to the divine in general. And so I love, I love Christmas carols. They can really change the mood for me. And sometimes for me, Christmas, Christmas is a mood, right? Christmas is a vibe. And like, yes, we believe in the big theological tenets, but Christmas is a real a vibe and an energy. And, and I, I have to admit, last night, maybe it's because I lied to you and I said Merry Christmas when I shouldn't have, but I, I came home last night and I was just feeling kind of down. Micah was super grumpy. My one-and-a-half-year-old, she had been in the nursery, stayed up way past her bedtime, was real mad about it. So she was grumpy and I was grumpy. And Cameron was like, what is your deal? What is your deal? And I was like, I don't know. It just doesn't, it just doesn't feel like Christmas. And like, I don't even know what that means. I don't need like a Hallmark Christmas movie. I don't need like two very generic white people to fall in love in front of me. I just, but there's like a vibe that's missing. Maybe I get, maybe I just need the movie trailer, the Hallmark movie trailer. But I need like a couple minutes of holiday joy. Now, what I should have done was turn on Christmas music, but as I mentioned previously, the only allowed Christmas music in our house right now is in sync, and I don't think that that would have done it for me. But we have a fireplace. It's like my favorite thing about where we live. We have a fireplace. So we started a fire. We sat in the dark, and I was still a little grumpy, but I was, you know, I'm by the fire. I was lamenting that I still have a bunch of work to do. Andy, I promise I will get you my expenses by the end of the calendar year but I have not done them yet. Cameron still has work to do. And so the time off that we're planning on taking is going to be a little bit interrupted. 
And so we were talking about that. And as we were talking, you know, in the dark, near the fire, I did just sort of soften a bit with Cameron. We started laughing about something. I don't know what. There's always something. And time passed, and I forgot what I had been grumpy about. And around 10 p.m., which is way past my bedtime, Cameron said in barely a whisper, Merry Christmas. And I just started beaming. I was like, thank you, oh my gosh, apparently that's all that it takes. This is my hallmark moment by the fire in the dark. And I think that what really happened for me was this moment of closeness and intimacy, this quiet. And that, I think, is a huge part of what the birth story, the Christmas story, is actually about in our scriptures. Now, all of it is about liberation, right? All of it is about the promise of God to make us free, to topple these systems of oppression. And so all of the Christmas story and all of the Jesus story is the liberating, oppression-ending, empire-shattering love of God. But that love really does have power at every level, at these big systemic levels, but also in these really intimate settings held between us. And I think that when we talk about the birth, when we remember the day that Jesus was born, we imagine this moment of intimate closeness between Jesus and Mary and Joseph. And that love, that seed, that is what culminates in Jesus confronting Jerusalem, Jesus dying and rising, the, the whole story of the cosmos of being remade into wholeness. It does have the power to topple empires, and it holds that power between us. And so on Christmas, we're invited into that very small, tiny moment of intimacy and closeness and joy. Now, I have to imagine that the day Jesus was born was not that different from the day that my daughter Micah was born or any of you were born because birth, while miraculous, often follows a pretty important conventional pattern. After months of pregnancy and planning, after the long, hard, and sometimes scary labor, after the anticipation and uncertainty, suddenly there is a stillness and a quiet, an intimacy, a baby wrapped up and held close, maybe by the gestational parent, or maybe another relative, or maybe a nurse or a midwife, but someone wraps that tiny little human being up and holds them close, and then that baby sleeps. Did you know that when babies are born, after all the hard work, of coming into the world, they sleep for several hours. And this makes sense if you're going to do a lot of hard physical work that you'll want to rest after, except that if you've hung out with a newborn, you know that like one of the things they're not good at yet is sleeping for long stretches. Most newborns sleep for a couple hours at a time for the first few weeks or months of life, but not right after birth. Micah, who has never been a very dedicated sleeper. By four months, she was sleeping in 45-minute stretches. But the night she was born, I laid her on my chest, and she fell asleep, 
and she slept for six hours straight. She literally didn't do that again for another calendar year. (laughs) And as she slept on my body, her body, on my body, I held her and I kissed her head and I adored her. And this is what I have to think Jesus' birth was like, what I hope Jesus' birth was like also. Which brings me to my favorite Christmas hymn. Now that image, now that I am a parent, that image of holding my little tiny newborn and kissing her head, that is what I think of now when I hear the third verse of my favorite Christmas hymn, Deep Cut, no worries if you haven't heard of it, it's called In the Bleak Midwinter. We've got some fans, all right, we got a couple fans. The verse goes like this, Angels and archangels may have gathered there. Cherubim and seraphim thronged in the air. But only his mother, in her maiden bliss, worshipped the beloved with a kiss. That moment between Mary and Jesus is the first act of worship. And worship is just adoration. It's just connection, closeness awe at love because Jesus' life things big big things would come big things were coming into Jesus' life right the angels the romans the cross but just as holy as any of those big moments that we tell these stories about was the moment he was held in the quiet stillness after birth worshiped with a simple kiss on his head or a smell of his hair or a nuzzling closer. Our worship, our faithfulness, can be just as simple, can be just as small and intimate. Our Christmas can be just as holy, sitting in the dark with a loved one, whispering, Merry Christmas, gathering with the people we call community, singing songs, some of which we've heard our whole lives, And one of the most powerful truths of our faith is Jesus, Emmanuel, is always with us. And so even when we might be feeling lonely or isolated, we actually can lean into that quiet and stillness and the presence of God there with us always. Just us, us and God. We can light a candle or hum a song to ourselves, or just whisper into the quiet, Merry Christmas. And Jesus is there with us. And that is holy, powerful worship. This is one way that Jesus saves us all, changes the world. The empires will fall and the kingdom will come, but our day-to-day salvation is in being loved, is in being with the God who is with us. Which means that our greatest acts of faithfulness always are rooted in that seed of love between us and the divine. Our faithfulness is offering ourselves love. Other love. And offering love back to God, Emmanuel, who is with us. (coughs) So sorry. Where? 
Thank you. So, in the bright, shiny summer and in the bleak midwinter, God is with us and our love is holy and revolutionary. It is the seed of everything powerful and faithful we do. In the final verse, the poet who wrote the words to that song She asks, what can I give him, poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would bring a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. Yet what can I give him? I give him my heart. We can do this. We can be embodying Christmas, embodying liberation, when we are present to the God who saves, when we whisper into the dark, when we snuggle up to a loved one. What can we give? We can give our heart. Merry Christmas.